Round about three years ago today, this fellowship officially came into existence. Um, when Bob and Howard were first breaking ground on the Viridian complex, God already had it in their hearts to plant a church. He would bring other people along. Uh, that first year he brought uh, uh, Paul and Lynn Gibbs to walk alongside of them. And they were so instrumental in laying the foundation for this fellowship. So I hope you, all, I hope you can rejoice as well in the Lord today and look around because you guys were a big part of this and thank you so much for your obedience. Amen. And, and Bob and Howard, uh, they, they were exposed to, uh, they were out on a fishing trip, got exposed to uh, COVID through one of their fishing buddies. Uh, I believe they've gotten some negative test results back. Praise God for that. But they've been kind of quarantining and trying to stay safe and keep everyone else safe and all that. So Bob and Howard, if y'all are watching, I love you. And uh, thank you for your obedience. Uh, and not just building a neighborhood, but also helping to build a church. Uh, about six months into it, I got to come along and start walking. And, and the Lord's brought all these other pieces in. And uh, some of y'all have been here from day one. Some of y'all have been added since. And, uh, but no matter when you've hopped on the train, thank you so much. Three years, three years, man, there's some powerful things you can get into with three. The number three is extremely important in the word of God. Three, three. Do you realize Jesus's ministry was three years? He had a three-year ministry in three years. Think of how he changed the world in three years. In three years, did he experience death, burial, and resurrection and ascension? The power came after three. Why? Because the power always takes place in the third. Now abides faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Why? Because it sits in the third. Death, burial, resurrection. As a, as a follower of Christ, we experience, uh, we experience forgiveness of sins through death, the remission of sins and the covering of our past through burial. But we experience the power of God because it was the Holy Spirit that rose Christ up from the dead. So we experience the Holy Spirit or the power of God via his resurrection. Why? It sits in the third. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. As Father, he spoke the universe into existence. As Son, he redeemed us back to the Father. But we are empowered to do the work of God via the Holy Spirit. Why? It sits in the third. The power always sits in the third. Jesus' life prior to his ministry could be uh, divided into three decades. He was 30 years old when he first began to his ministry. In the tabernacle of Moses, you had the outer court, which was full of sacrifice, the inner court, which was full of cleansing. But the Shekinah glory of God manifested in the holy of holies. Why? Because it sat in the third. And so here God has brought us to three years. I don't think that that's just, just a number. Woo, we've been doing it for three years. We've been doing it for three years through some extreme trials and tribulations, actually. From outside of the world, from inside of the church, within our personal families, within our personal families, or, or within our personal lives, uh, Boy, we've had a we've had we've had a battle for three years. We've had some incredible victories and some things to praise God about for three years. But look, I've sat with you guys, I've prayed with you guys, I've cried with you guys. Y'all have sat with me, prayed with me, and cried with me over my stuff. 
Man, three years, and here we still are. No matter what the enemy's thrown at you, no matter what the enemy's tried to throw at us, no matter what the opposition has said, no matter what, what has taken place, here we are three years later. What are we doing? We're sitting out in the middle of a field worshiping God. That's pretty cool. That's some pretty powerful things to say. Becca, I'm sorry, I forgot to dismiss the kids. Kate, I'm keeping up your tradition. So do you want to you go ahead and dismiss them? Are we good? All right, we're going to have quick family time then. Kids, I promise you, I'm going to be short. Right after service, we'll have those of you who want to stick around, we're going to do a, a picnic if you brought any food or if you want to run home, grab you some food, come back up. Uh, I will say this, you're going to have the opportunity to pie the pastor right after service. Oh, yeah, see, that brought revival, you know? The praise team got up, tried to sing, couldn't get some of y'all to worship. All of a sudden, I say, you can throw a pie at my face. Y'all are, woo, glory. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, uh, you're going to have a chance to pie the pastor for $20 per throw, $20 per throw. Uh, here, I'll try to move back. Maybe that'll help. Uh, $20 per throw. And if you didn't bring cash, that's okay. You can actually go on our website. And I'm trying to find a non-divot where I'm not leaning. Uh, you can go on our website and uh, use the, you can use PayPal or whatever uh, mechanism uh, that they offer on our website. And even just in the uh, notes, just make sure you say it's for Pi the Pastor. And what all the proceeds go to Gathering Kids. Uh, they have uh, partnered with Harvesters Reaching the Nations uh, to sponsor a child, to sponsor one of the, the orphans uh, over in uh, Uganda and also in uh, North Sudan or South Sudan. And um, so all the proceeds go toward their annual payment for that. So uh, you may be throwing a pie in my face, but you're actually blessing an orphan. So be praying about that. And uh, if you need smack talk, I don't think any of y'all got the arm strength to do it anyway. So, hey, I'm going to go home nice and clean. I ain't even worried about it today. Uh, also, one of the things that you can pick up here shortly, we're going to have some cupcakes to give you. Woohoo! Cupcakes. Since we can't have our, our usual, um, our usual uh, potluck that we would have done and love on each other and hugging on each other and share each other's food, uh, we do have individual cupcakes. When you come up to get a cupcake, you're, you're actually going to get a prayer, what we're calling a prayer token. And it's a magnet. You can pop it on your refrigerator or any other uh, device that you can pop a magnet on. And we want you to do so because it's actually our vision, the vision of this fellowship. And we're going to go over that really briefly. And then I do have a really quick word to give you, to celebrate three years and something that I believe that God has spoken to me for, uh, for our third anniversary. But uh, this, is, this is a gathering church magnet and it's got our vision on it. Uh, I want you to see it. I want you to speak it and pray it every day when you get up. Uh, the reason why I'm saying it's a refrigerator magnet because there ain't a day that goes by that, that we ain't heading to our refrigerator. Let's just be honest, right? So, so when we go to get our, our natural sustenance, I want you to get some spiritual sustenance and be praying because God's got some great things in store for this fellowship. And this is the roadmap or the game plan that he's given this group. Now we got churches all around that are doing a wonderful job, beautiful job, but, but we all have different missions. We're not in competition. We're all part of the same team doing a, doing a particular job. This is the particular job that we're doing. We're going to go over all the various parts of it, all the various parts of it. Uh, the vision that we've that we have that the Lord's given us for gathering church is this. For, it'll be kind of a reminder for those of you who've been here. If you're fairly new with us, uh, this may be education for you. 
what we're all about. We have a mission statement. Gathering Church actually has a mission statement, and it's simple. It's to know him and make him known. We want to know him, and we want to make him known. It's that simple. There's three ways that we endeavor to do that. The Lord has commanded us to do that. It's to gather, grow, and go. Everyone say that. Gather, grow, go. Gather, grow, go. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three gather as my followers, I am there among them. So what we want to do is gather together. We want to gather together. Uh, one way that we do is every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning, you know what time the door is open, or in this case, you know what time we're hanging out on the lawn. Uh, and, and we're going to gather together. And why do we want to gather together? Because he's there right amongst us. We want to offer various times during the week. We have various times of fellowship and Bible study during the week. We want to offer those times together. But more importantly, what we want to do is foster a very, we have a very organic community. We all get together just randomly anyway to hang out. Well, if we, we get together with purpose in an organic way, that's what we want to be able to do is just foster all those organic relationships to where all of a sudden you start having your own little gatherings in your house. And it doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be church. But we want the body, which we're the church, anywhere we go, it's church. So we want to, we want to foster that, offer times to gather together. We want to grow. Ephesians 4.15 says, We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. By growth, this is what I mean. I am not obsessed, and, and don't get me wrong, but I'm not necessarily focused on numerical growth. I think it can happen and will happen uh, uh, naturally. I believe the Lord will give the increase as we are obedient. I believe success in ministry, success in church is not based on uh, the number of attendees. It's based on obedience. Are you doing what God's asked you to do? And, and no matter, no matter what, uh, you know, no matter what that is, if you are being obedient to the Lord, then that is success. And, and, and if you're faithful with little, he'll make you ruler over much. Amen. So gather, grow. We want to grow, not necessarily numerically. That's going to happen. But what I am more, what I am more, oh, we've got some signs. Thank you, Becca. They were going to do this in the kids group. So here we go. Children, this was going to be your lesson. So Dave's teaching Sunday school today. Y'all want to model them too? Gather. Look at that. <laughs> We want to grow. What I want most of all and what, what I believe the, the Lord is more consumed with is are we growing as men and women, as people of God? Are we growing to become everything that he has created us to be? One of the most incredible things that ever happened to me, and it was life-changing, was about eight years ago. Uh, I, I remember I was in the middle of praying. <laughs> Thank you, Becca. That was a good effort. Uh, I was in the middle of praying, and I was asking God, Lord, help me to be a better father. Help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better man. Help me to be a better uh, preacher. Help me to be a better servant, a better employee. All the, all the things that I felt like I wouldn't be in that good at anyway. You know, and we've all been there. Help me to be a better this and that. And I emphatically heard God say, no. No? What do you mean? Those are good things to pray. And he told me, he said, I created you. I don't make imperfection. I've made you exactly who you need to be. The question is, when are you going to start acting and living the way that I have created you to be? And that started for me, it's been an eight year discovery and it's ongoing. It'll be that way until the day I die of who have you created me to be, Lord, and make me, develop me into the perfection of that. 
And that's what we mean by grow. And the only way you can grow is to get into the Word of God. And so that's why we are offering, we as a church, even though we're small, we do offer uh, various times for the whole family. You know, no matter what age group you get in, you, you fall in, we got times of Bible study for you. Uh, we've got our men's group this meeting on Saturdays. Man, we've, we had a powerful time. Yesterday was a powerful time up at Taco Cabana, wasn't it? Which, by the way, men... Uh, Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And starting next week, this coming Saturday, it's going to be over at the Dave Cave or over at my house. So you can sleep late and come in your jammies. It doesn't matter. Just come on. Uh, but we had a powerful time. Uh, we've got our women's Bible study kicking back in October 27th. We offer uh, times of study for our children, typically on Sunday morning. We've got preteen Bible studies during the week. we got youth Bible studies during the week, youth services during the week. And of course, our Sunday morning, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if the only time you're getting into the word or hearing the word of God is on Sunday morning, when, when you hear me for about 25, 30 minutes, then you're going to be hungry. You don't just eat on Sunday morning, right? And then the rest of the week, you don't sit down to eat again. You eat all during the week. So if you got to get into the word daily, and what we want to do really is foster your appetite to get into the word organically on your own. We want organic Bible studies just to break out all throughout the neighborhood and all throughout the community. On your job. On your job. Uh, you know, in the marketplace, in your homes. We want, it, we want it to be so alive in you, to grow in you in such a way that you may sit down to eat uh, and have friends over and you say, man, you ain't never going to believe what I found in the Word of God. And then just sporadically, you're opening up, sharing, sharing from the Word of God. Well, that's a, that's a Bible study. So uh, we want that to happen, right? Finally, to go. We don't want to just come and have church for the sake of having church. We want to go. We want to get out there. We want to put action with our faith. It's one thing to say we believe God, but then we got to start acting like it and sharing it with everyone. Uh, Acts 1 and 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. That's what we want to do. We, have op we provide opportunities with Mission Arlington, uh, to reach the greater community. Uh, we're partnering now with Harvesters Reaching the Nations. Uh, you, when, when, anytime you give to us, uh, a percentage of that goes to uh, Mission Arlington and uh, Harvesters. Uh, we're, we, once we're through on the other side of COVID, we'll be engaging in some uh, uh, mission trips here and there. Uh, those of you with specialties, whether it's nursing or carpentry or anything, we'll, we'll be able to go over uh, to South Sudan, to Uganda, and be a blessing and see, see with uh, what our funds are actually going to and helping. Uh, also within our own community, we'll be able to get back into cookie drops and, and sharing everything. We're, right now we're in the process of uh, exploring what it would look like to, to send mailers out and get, just get the word out of what God's doing here. So uh, we want to be busy, busy about the Father's business. Amen. So that in a nutshell is really the, the uh, vision we want to know him and make him known, and we strive to do that by gathering together at times, by growing, getting into the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. If you want your faith to grow, there's one way of doing it, getting into the Word of God. you got to study it. Man, Google is the greatest Bible college ever invented. Uh, you, you know, used to, I, I had volumes of study books. Now, now I can pull out my phone, and i got anything I need to study the Bible right there on my phone. Uh, thanks to technology. So there's no, if, if you're not getting into the word of God, there's only one reason it's because you just don't want to get into the word of God. So we want to foster that appetite. And then finally, we want to go. We want to be active. We want to be out sharing our faith, loving on this neighborhood, loving on people, uh, doing meal trains for those in need, all that good stuff. So, so uh, it's all right here on the magnet.
Read it, speak it, pray over it. That's the vision. Tell your neighbor, that's the vision. All right, very good. I got a very quick word, and I promise it is quick. But it's about this three-year anniversary, this three-year birthday. Three, the number three. Man, that's powerful. These two passages have been going over my heart for two weeks now as I've prayed about this day. And they both say the same thing, basically, and they're in two different books. Jeremiah chapter 17 and 7, reading from the New Living Translation. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Woo, that's faith talk. We've been talking about faith for months now. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Woo, so you're going to be blessed if you trust in him and you ain't putting your confidence in anything else other than him. They, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Now that's a tree for you. That no matter if it's drought, no matter if it's cold, no matter if it's hot, they still gonna, it's still gonna produce fruit. It's gonna have some green leaves. Why? Because its roots are deep and it's planted by the river. Can I just tell you, Gathering Church, it's not any coincidence that symbolically God has us meeting by a big old lake because he's planted a tree and it's three years old. And no matter what the enemies tried to throw at it, it's still here. We're still bearing fruit. We still have some green leaves. Psalm chapter one, starting with verse one through three, reading from the Amplified Bible. Blessed, everyone say blessed. blessed. That word means happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. Man, you are something to be envied. Think about that. Blessed is the man who walks and lives not in, in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. Tell me if this sounds familiar. And on his law, the precepts and the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders and studies by day and night. Here we go. And he shall be like a tree, firmly planted. Here, we, we're, we're talking about it again. He shall be like a tree, firmly planted, and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Twice now in the word of God, we hear that if you put your trust in God, and not, not take refuge in anything else, that you're going to be like a tree planted by water, that you have a continual life sustenance, and that you'll continually bear fruit. You'll continually have green leaves. God has planted a tree, and we call it Gathering Church. And for three years now, we've been digging our roots deep. Now, the Lord actually reminded me something that Kate spoke, actually, uh, probably a little over a year ago. Kate got up to speak one day. You remember when we did the Women of the Gathering series? Kate spoke a powerful word. She reminded us that trees need the wind. Trees need storms. 
trees need to be pushed with air movement a little bit. You know, when we plant trees around here, we keep those, uh, those braces on them, you know, those, those cables. And, and that's okay initially, but we tend to leave them on actually a bit too long. And we're not doing the trees any favors. Because you, you understand when you plant a tree, you need the wind to blow. Because every time the wind blows and the tree feels pressure, it sends its roots deeper into the ground, deeper into the soil. So that when the time comes that the real gusts take place and the real storms come, the tree's got solid foundation. It's got some deep roots. For three years now, we've been blessed to have this fellowship, but let's be honest, for three years, we've all gone through some personal hell, haven't we? Within our personal lives, man, we could all get up here and roll out the scroll of some things that we've all battled and we've all faced. We have all felt the winds of life since we've begun to gather together as a fellowship. And the Lord spoke to me over the last couple of weeks and he said, Lord, Dave, I've permitted the winds to blow through, through, through the gathering fellowship because I wanted you guys to get your roots deep in my word. I don't know about y'all, the last 15 years, the last 15 months of my life have been some of the most challenging, 16 months of my life have been some of the most challenging I've ever faced. But man, I am standing here today. I, man, my, my roots are more grounded in his word. I'm a believer in his word more than I've ever been. My faith is deeper and richer and stronger than it's ever been. And it would have never happened had the winds not blown. And it's not just been me. It's not just been Bob and Carrie. You guys have gone through things. Some of you have had health issues. Some of you have had job issues. Some of you have had family issues. Some of you have had marital issues. Some of you have had legal issues. We've all sat around. We've talked. We've prayed. We've cried. We've encouraged each other. And the winds have blown. Why? Because there needed to be a massive root system. He went on to remind me something that he spoke three years ago when the church first started. And I, I first started uh, uh, my transition to come on over and be a part of it. He, he, he reminded me back then, he said, Dave, I planted bamboo. He compared gathering church to bamboo. I don't know if any of you guys know much about bamboo. And I'm not talking about the cutesy little bamboo you can grow on your office desk and look all vogue and feng shui and all that stuff, right? I'm, I'm talking about actual bamboo, the stuff that our boys, our, our military had to face when we went and fought in the Pacific. And they'd pull up and think, oh, man, we got to clear out this bamboo jungle because it's, it's almost impossible to clear out bamboo. Let me tell you something about bamboo real quick. You plant bamboo, you don't see it for three years. It's working, but you don't see anything. You'll walk away thinking, ah, well. That was some bad seed. No, it wasn't that. For three years, bamboo starts running an immense root system into the soil. For three years, it's getting a hold of its foundation. And after three years, boop, you get something shooting up out of the ground. That's what the Lord told me when I woke up this morning. He said, Dave, you've got something shooting up out of the ground after three years. 
And what's crazy about bamboo, and it goes in line with what he, what he was speaking to me this last month that I shared about acceleration and favor. Anyone else, anyone else get anything out of that word? That he brought us into a season of acceleration and favor through his word and the prophetic in our life. The thing about bamboo is this, it doesn't grow for three years aside from under the ground. But when it shoots up, and during the growing season, after three years, there is such an acceleration and growth. Bamboo can grow up to four feet per day. That's an acceleration. I'm telling you, when you walk in faith, God will begin to accelerate growth and potential in your life. Maybe you look around and you say, well, for three years, we've all just kind of been this. Well, no, he's allowed the winds to blow for three years. Why? Because we needed to sink our roots into his word and into trusting him and nothing else other than him. And now that we've been around for three years, boop, we got something poking up out of the ground. And I'm telling you, I'm going to speak this over this congregation. I'm going to speak it out into the atmosphere that we're going to see some acceleration and personal growth personal healing and influence without throughout this whole community, we will see numerical growth. It's just going to naturally happen. Matter of fact, when we could all get a hold of everybody, invite somebody, we could double overnight. I'm not even worried about that. I want to make sure that your families are whole. I want to make sure that you are whole. I want to make sure you understand everything you are through his covenant and through his promises to you. And you're going to begin to see some exponential growth. Why? Because he's created us and planted us as bamboo. When bamboo grows, you can't hardly hack it down. It's strong enough, you can build a house out of it. You can build a boat out of it. You can actually make weapons and farming tools or whatever you need out of bamboo. But the crazy thing is it'll bend like crazy. I praise God for this church. While other churches still have not been able to open their doors because of fear of COVID and fear of legalities and liabilities, the Lord's actually given us a big old green lawn to come out and still have church. Yeah, it would be great to still be in the building, but at the same time, we just pivoted and we bent, but we didn't break. We're still having church. We're still loving on folk. We've still been, hey, I've been busier since quarantine. I've been busier ministering to this neighborhood. I've buried people. I've, I've had a chance to marry someone. I've, I've had a chance to bless people. I've, I've actually done a baptism in the middle of all of it. I've been busier ministry-wise. I just had to do go about it differently. Why? Because he's trying to get us to be, understand we're bamboo. We will bend, but we are so strong that when the winds blow, man, our foundations are sure. The higher the skyscraper, the wider and deeper you understand the foundation's got to be. You look up at a big, tall building, and you think, look how tall it is. You never think about how deep it goes and how wide it goes. So for three years, he's laid a solid foundation of his word and his spirit. Now it's time to grow. I'm telling you, an acceleration of his word, his favor, an acceleration of the prophetic, an acceleration of healing and, and signs, wonders, and miracles. God's not dead. He's still performing miracles today. He's still moving today. Bamboo. Don't be discouraged because of some of the trials you've gone through. He's just getting your roots to grow deep into his soil. Don't be afraid of the winds that have been blowing. He's just sending you deeper into his word. You've got a sure foundation today. Let's all stand.
Chris, do you mind just playing me anything? It doesn't have to be slow and sad today. <laughs> Unless the Lord uh, leads you to. I don't care. You do what the Lord tells you to do back there. Can I tell you that God will use all things for good? So that in, in the men's Bible study we've been, we've been reading in the book of James, we can learn to consider it, count it all joy. Isaac pointed out yesterday the word for consider there, when you translate it into the Greek, it actually means to, to confirm or to declare. You can take something in your life and through, through the power of Jesus, you can say, I declare this to be good and to be joyful. I don't understand how you're going to use it for good, but it is good in Jesus' name. Now, I know I'm not the only one that's gone through some challenges over the last three years. Out of curiosity, I want to see a show of hands. If Man, you say, look, I, man, hey, I've gone through some storms over the last couple of years. Can I, can I tell you something that's awesome? That no matter what the enemy does, he can tip you off. God can use it to tip you off as to who you are in Christ Jesus. Now, someone get excited about this, because let me tell you something. You know, JJ could probably articulate this better than me with all of his, his military experience. Now, you may say, look, I have faced some of the most biggest mountains I have ever faced of late. But can I tell you, you don't bring a Tomahawk missile, anti-aircraft artillery, and a tank to knock down a chicken coop. If the enemy has thrown some heavy artillery your way, it's because he understands and sees who you are in the kingdom better than what you understand and see yourself as in the kingdom. You may be thinking, why am I taking this beating? It's because he is scared to death of the potential he sees. You may look around this lawn and see about 50, 60 people hanging out, trying to have church in the middle of a COVID season. But if you could, you could see in the spirit, you would see angels standing all around this lawn at attention because what they see is a monument of faith and praise in our Lord Jesus Christ. They see something powerful. And the enemy wouldn't come against you if he wasn't afraid of you. And there's a reason if he's afraid of you. Because he understands who's standing behind you and before you and on either side of you. And who's standing there ready to bless you. And so it is. Amen. Woo, I don't know about y'all. I'm excited about what's going to take place this coming year. Matter of fact, come back next week. We're going to have some name calling. The preacher's going to get up and do some name calling next week. That's all I'm going to tell you. So what do you mean by that? You have to come back and find out. Tell all your friends, y'all better show up. Preacher's going to go crazy. He's got some name. Ooh, I'm going to do some name calling next week. The next two weeks, doing some name calling. Say, well, that's not nice. Well, you don't know yet. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your flock. I thank you for all these beautiful families and beautiful souls. Lord, they belong to you and you adore them. Jesus, you love them so much that you, you are willing to die for each and every one of us. So Lord, I speak value into everyone's life, everyone's mind, everyone's spirit. 
We're not a chicken coop, but we're something mighty. We're an incredible fortress in you, Lord. Enough that the enemy would come against us. Woo, we're honored that we would have to, have to endure some winds. I thank you for the foundation of your word, Lord. I thank you for the power of your spirit. I decree in the name of Jesus an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, just like in the book of Acts, second chapter of Acts, that would empower your people. And one day thousands came to you. Father, I just ask that you allow the gifts of the spirit to begin to flow and move this coming year in our fourth year of existence. And we want to stay out of your way and just line up with whatever you're doing, God. Pattern us after you and you alone. In Jesus' name. Before we're dismissed, we're going to worship one more time together. Amen. Amen. Erica, were you the one that was singing lead on that last song? Could you come one more time and just sing? She's going to take us out. While she's singing, if anyone needs prayer, and don't run off because y'all know y'all want to throw some pies at me, and we got to raise some money. And, and, and let's eat, get you a cupcake, if you brought you lunch or whatever. Hey, we're going to have a good time. We're going to love on each other as the best we can, socially distancing or whatever. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm telling you right now, anyone can come hug me. I don't care. That's just me. That's my policy. But if you need prayer for anything, uh, I would be honored to pray with you and see God's word come to pass. There's nothing magical about me, but there's something awfully powerful about his word and his promise and his spirit. Amen. Can we worship him as a family one more time? Hallelujah. Let's praise him.